this is news that I don't mind hearing. It doesn't bother me one bit. No. It's news from Mr. Mark Gurman huh. over at Bloomberg. He's always talking about Apple stuff. Yeah. I guess we are too. Uh-huh. I guess a lot of people are. I guess that's what happens when you're a big player making big products. You get talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. I've never been the biggest smartwatch guy. Just hasn't been me. I've no. worn watches at different times, and sometimes I just put the watches down. Uh-huh. But you do wear a watch. I just put this one back on like three days ago. Huh. And, and, and prior to that, I have been watchless for couple months oh i can't tell you what it is that happens to me but every so often i'll put the watch down and i just not feel compelled to put it back on doesn't matter smart watch prior to that i was wearing it actually i had a better habit a better watch habit before i got into smart watches and it was because i never had to think about charging those watches yeah and so i would just be wearing those and and it would be on the bedside table i put on every day or if i left it in the bathroom you could pop it on and it was ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I always had a inclination towards the more rugged looking watches from a style perspective. Now, yeah. when it comes to smart watches, some of the manufacturers, smart watches, fitness watches, etc., some of the manufacturers have gravitated towards that aesthetic. I mean, you just brought up Polar. I was wearing that stuff for a while. Mm-hmm. I may throw it back on. I don't know. I see you got a new one over here. The Vantage M2. I may throw that on. Mm-hmm. It's quite possible something like that could happen. This is a smart watch, right? Or is it like it's a as, half It's as semi- smart. It's smart in the sense that you can get it to do some notifications to thing, and things like this. But I turn most of that off. Okay. Where it's really the smartest, because I'm getting distracted enough, Will. Yes. But where where I like it is when it does things that my phone doesn't do when it comes to health-related tracking and sensors and things like that. That's actually why I put this one back on of all the smartwatches. This is one of the Fitbit devices, the Sense. And it's got some funky stuff with the sleeping and the sleep tracking. Uh, and you use it what do you got for it? sleep? What do you got over here? Let me just... Yeah, you heard of a little thing, SPO2? What's that? I don't know. <laughs> They're just <laughs> letters. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like a it's a um oxygen blood oxygen reading. Huh. And you wake Do you up in have the healthy you, oxygen. You wake up in the morning and they're like it's a, a an analysis that has uh, I I for some reason it calculates in the morning. I guess it tracks it as you're sleeping. And I essentially the way this works, I guess, is if you have any kind of sleep-related issues where you're, you're like, have you heard of, like, sleep apnea and stuff like this? Mm-hmm. Like, if you have any issue where you're not, not breathing efficiently, you might show a dip on the SpO2. And if you went to a fancy analysis place, you would have... I mean, they would they would be monitoring that. Yes, and it'd be like Willie do. 
you need a little more oxygen. Yeah, you're off the charts, bud. Yeah, they'd be like, what's the matter? You're barely breathing. Uh-huh. And you're like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I promise. You will have your little sleep cap on. Yeah. I'm fine. I promise. I feel great. And they're like, sorry. Nah. To, yeah, sorry to, sorry to break it to mm-hmm. you. Your SpO2 is a, it's like 22%. And your days on earth are numbered. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's the best part of the show. The Willie do dying portion of the show. Yeah. And the many ways. Your favorite part. And the many ways in which it might happen. (laughs) Of course not, Will. You could put this on. You would find out. You're probably, most of the time, it's like between 95% and 100%, actually. What are you? Does it tell Oh, there. It says right there. Typical reading. Yeah. What's Uh, the average uh, for you? For me, it's like 96, 97, depending on the day. Hmm. In order to update it, you have to sleep on this particular device. Uh, it updates when you sleep. So anyway, like getting back to Apple, and this this device looks a lot like an Apple Watch, but I like the variety of sensors. Actually, speaking about this potential upcoming Apple Watch, courtesy of Mark German's article, one of the interesting sensors I read about for potentially other devices as well is this real-time blood glucose, which has huge implications for the population that monitors such a thing, population mm-hmm. with diabetes and things. That's a rumor to potentially show up on this some next generation Apple Watch. But but the other part of it here is that apparently what they're considering is doing a rugged watch. Hmm. And I think it's a great idea because I find myself for different activities and at different times maybe gravitating towards that style of watch. And you don't want a case on your watch. Well, there are companies that do it. There are. There are companies that do it, but it does seem a bit strange. To be putting a case on the watch. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. But the thing is that there's been mostly an emphasis. Like the Apple Watch, you can do it every which way. Once you get into the Apple Watch world, you can, they'll give you this band or that band and this color or that color. They'll, give, they'll put Hermes on you. Yeah, there's a lot of customizing. Um, but it's very distinct. The watch itself. The watch itself, the shape has been... It doesn't been, look rugged. Um, it's kind of been the same thing. Now, maybe it's one of those situations where it's like, look, it, it, it's better off if it's a simple form. You know, maybe ideally it's like because it has to run this OS and it's hard to imagine the rugged version of that beyond just having a casing around it, mm-hmm. which might be what they end up doing. Would it be so bad to have like a some bumpers on the corners or something to make it look rugged? No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying how would it, it would it feel enough like a distinctive product? Right. And either way, I just think it's a good idea. I think the timing is right, too. We've be, become very accustomed and comfortable with uh, the way the watch looks. And you know how this goes with customers. When, when you have something that looks visibly new, they get excited. They start buying things. Mm-hmm. Especially coming from Apple. Yeah, and so there is certainly an opportunity there to just give a different look and go after that audience that's currently purchasing from companies like Polar and like Garmin. Because you got to understand, Will, a lot of the other fitness watches and devices that are out there outside of Apple and Fitbit and I suppose Samsung, a lot of them actually go for a more rugged look. 
and mm-hmm. you're showing off some of the cases. These are some of the ideas of what they could implement in a design that yeah. isn't isn't a case. Doesn't look bad. Looks cool. Especially this one. Well, you can buy that on Amazon right now for twenty bucks. That's cool. How much is Apple going to charge you for it? The uh, at least a hundred. <laughs> Probably a hundred dollars premium on the regular Apple watch. It's possible. The only thing I will say is that this rugged aesthetic isn't typically an Apple thing. They're often more in the luxury direction, Mm -hmm. the jewelry direction with the shiny and the shimmering of the metals and the polishing and things. But there is something about these looks, which appeal to my, to the younger G-Shock fan mm. that I've been in the past. And that not just when you tap it against things, not having this glass. Jesus. Not having this glass type of tick to it. Or when you, when you, you know, scrape it near a, you know, I do sports, Will. Yeah. And this, it alleviates some of that stress because you're just like, well, this thing's beefed up. This thing's uh, durable. Mm-hmm. So anyway... That's the rumor. Uh, it's not the first time that Apple has considered such a thing, making a watch like this. They, of course, sort of dominate the smartwatch market. They haven't actually executed it. They have done different versions, but they've been very subtle. Like I mentioned, Hermes and also Nike. They had a, they would have a Nike version, which would just have like a different band on it or something like this. Mm-hmm. Nothing as big as a completely different look and aesthetic and a, a fully rugged looking watch so we'll wait and see if that comes about sometime soon sponsoring today's episode freshly which this is pretty cool well now you know everybody's looking for those innovative ways Mm. to eat in 2021 and you want to do it in a healthy way you, yes. you got to get these nutrients in. That's, mm-hmm. that's the difference. It's like it's easy to, uh, you know, it's easy to order food, obviously. And, and I'm not against such a thing. But every so often you may want the convenience of ordering some food, but you may want the nutrition associated with a healthier meal. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where this comes in. So this is not it comes to your door and you're cooking like Chef Willie do. This is three minutes. It's been figured out. It's a whole deal. I mean, we got steak, peppercorn, homestyle chicken. I mean, it's a full, it's a plate, man. And, and it's it, all ready to go. It's ready to go in three minutes. So what I'm trying to do, take away your excuses, Will. Yeah. That's what, I have too many you excuses. Got, oh my goodness, dude. It's out of control with the excuses. Yeah. Brilliant beet and chicken risotto. Here's how it shows up. Look at check that out. Go back to the top. This nice little box shows up. Look at the way it's portioned out. It's not frozen. It's ready to go. Mm-hmm. All you do, you heat and you eat. You see how that rhymes? Oh. It's a heat and then eat. And I know you love the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like the packaging because it's just portioned out and you could stack it. And it's going to be less waste. It's not like these weird containers that mm. are just filling up your refrigerator. I see what you mean. Like, what is yeah. that? Without You see the veggies on the left. Unbelievable stuff over yeah. here. Dinner time can be chaotic, but with Freshly, it's easy. 
Their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off you. Everybody's trying to eat right. Freshly's going to help you. Delicious meals designed by nutritionists, then cooked by chefs. Imagine that. Making it easier to eat better. Are you stressed? Are you tired? You just don't feel like cooking? Food that's fast doesn't have to be fast food. I never knew that. I thought food that was fast had to be fast food. Right now, Freshly is offering listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash Lou later. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash Lou later for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash Lou later for 40 bucks off your first two orders or just click the link in the description you need the slash lou later to get the 40 bucks off i want you to get the 40 bucks off and i want you to eat healthy and quick you're a busy person mm-hmm. you're like willie do all right next sponsor is manscaped you know about manscaped covid spring break is right around the corner and you know what that means yeah what's that spring break in your pants oh fun <laughs> That's it. That's the first line. That's the first line. Even Veronica Corningstone wouldn't say no to this pants party. Oh, right on. Anchorman. Oh, okay. I didn't even know who they were referencing. For everyone preparing for a pants party this spring break, I have an exclusive 20% off discount offer at manscaped.com slash Lou. 20% 20% off, that's a pretty decent discount. If you don't know what Manscaped is up to, they put together this Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer with the ceramic blades, 7,000 RPM motor. It all charges up over USB, up to 90 minutes of use. There's a tiny little flashlight on there as well in order to illuminate the sensitive parts of your body. It's waterproof, IPX7 rated, protecting against immersion in up to one meter of fresh water. Of course, there's other products to check out on Manscaped as well. You can put together uh, packages, order an entire little uh, performance package, actually. Look at this luxury grooming kit. That's got the Lawnmower 3.0, the Weed Whacker, and uh, also the uh, Preserver, the Ball Deodorant. What's the last one? The Toner, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. No. The yes, ball, to- ball Toner, the, the Reviver. I think that's like a minty thing to it. Is it? Nice. Yeah. So it's the full body grooming. Get it together in 2021. Uh, get it together for spring break. Uh, now's the time. Things are starting to open back up. And you've been uh, neglecting yourself. And yes. you, you're going to get down there with the Lawnmower 3.0. And you are going to get 20% off. For a limited time, subscribers get two free, gr- two free gifts shed travel bag a 39 dollars value and a patented high performance reduced chafing manscaped boxers how about that nice two free gifts get 20 percent off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash lou and do yourself a favor and use the right tools for the job i believe in that yes use the right tools remember the other day you ordered up that you had to screw and you needed the screw removal bit. Yeah, the extractor. Because you had wrecked the screw because you got overly aggressive. I Yeah. Because when Will is off the air, 
the man is just out of control, uh-huh. frustrated and yelling and screaming. Sure. <laughs> That's why I always buy extractors. And anyway, so he, he went way too hard on a poor little screw head and just wrecked it and then had to order a, an extractor and it worked great because it was the right tool for the job. Yep. So get 20% off and free shipping. Go to manscaped.com slash Lou. Don't forget to 20% off. It's key. You got to put the slash Lou in there. And then say aloha to your new beautiful balls with Manscaped. Manscaped.com slash Lou. Don't forget the slash Lou. All right. We talk, talk a little bit about the next iPhone. I think we've actually covered this story in the past. Uh, your tabs are out of control over there. Is it? Yeah. Go to the Mac rumors section. Next one there. There you go. iPhone 13 Pro lineup rumored to include matte black options. So this just uh, contributes to the uh, pre-existing rumors around a, finally a, a black, black iPhone. Like a real, like not a, no space, no, uh, talking about a black iPhone. Uh-huh. Now, last time we brought this up, we were reminiscing on a jet black iPhone. You remember? Mm-hmm. The, you remember the jet black iPhone? Which one was that? The iPhone. iPhone seven. seven. It was. I think they even call it jet black, maybe. And it was glossy, but with anything that's that glossy, it was. It was kind of starting to show scratches and things for some people. Some people loved it. That was the iPhone seven back then. Anyway, so there was some thinking that okay, maybe they go with something like that. A real deep tone black. But then we saw what Samsung did, a phantom black. Mm-hmm. And it had like a more matte finish to it. And now we have this uh, this uh, update here from Max Weinbach. iPhone 13 will come with a matte black option for the Pro and Pro Max models. A new stainless steel coating that reduces smudges and fingerprints. A new rear camera design. An improved noise cancellation with beam forming for calls. Now, I think he says a little bit more. Yes. Winebox says the color is a redesigned graphite, but is borderline black. So I'm, you know, in my brain here, I'm envisioning something close to what Samsung did Hmm. with the phantom black. Because, I mean, depending on the reflection, it can look really deep black or it can kind of have a more graphite look on when it's reflecting light in, light in a certain way so that's what i would imagine them doing and and if especially if they want to continue to use similar materials because mm-hmm. this black was well, well received from what i can tell yes uh, apparently they're also experimenting with an orange almost bronze like color for the new iphones but he says it's unlikely to launch so uh, anyway, there's some there's some additional uh, uh, indications. I think he's got a pretty good track record, mm-hmm. and and I would just wouldn't be surprised to see it as well, which always helps when it comes to rumors, whether or not you believe them to be true or not. It's like, does it make sense? Well, yeah, I think it does make sense. Yep. How about this for a patent? I think you're going to be a fan of this. Deployable feet. On a MacBook Pro. This is a patent at the moment. But what this means for you is that def- that the 
laptop is going to elevate itself ever so slightly. It can be completely flat or the feet can deploy and it can kind of put an angle on it mm. for enhanced cooling and a different angle that you're typing at. Oh, that's you, really Because you were using the moft. Yes. And part of it was what you said is um, it would help with cooling, but obviously it's a better ergonomic thing if it's tilted. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it helps both ways. Yeah, so if you guys don't have never seen this thing, this moft thing contraption is it sticks to the bottom of your laptop. It folds flat when it's not in use. They make it for phones too. It just folds up to the bottom of the laptop, not in use. Uh, it doesn't leave any residue as well, whatever they're using for the stickiness. Mm -hmm. It's and very sticky though, by the way. So it is hard to remove it? Uh, it takes some time, but there's no residue. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so Will Will was using that for a while, and uh, you're not using it anymore? Or? I still do. Oh, yeah. I okay. love it. I use it every day. Well, easy there. <laughs> Shareholder. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure. It's great. I just noticed it has uh, two different angles. It does, yeah. Cool. Oh, and, yeah. Anyway, it comes in a few different colors. This is cheap. These, these things are 25 bucks. Uh, but Apple is patenting an idea of putting something similar built right into the laptop itself. Hmm. And there would be a hinge in there connected to the deployable feet so that the feet deploy relative to the mechanical movement of the lid. So kind of like you open it up, and as you're opening it up, the deck oh. is sort of... So you don't manually have to kick it open? No, as you lift the lid, it's deploying. Cool. And you're getting the angle. And inside the patent, it suggests, Apple suggests, that this could allow for an efficient means of cooling the device without taking up internal space with large components such as fans, ensuring that the MacBook remains thin and lightweight while simultaneously including numerous features delivering high performance so they can deal with more heat mm. if they can achieve this angle. There's another figure actually down below this one which kind of shows better how it would work. As you open up the lid, see that section down below creates the angle and the space. And there's actually one more image if you go down that shows it even better. It would be this kind of ramp mm. type situation which deploys the electronic device can include a sensor that detects at least one of a temperature or processing speed of the electronic device and provides a signal in response to the detection if the electronic device can f further include a fan wherein a speed of the fan is at least partially based on the state of the deployable feature so like the fan would need to work as hard mm. if the feature was was activated if the angle was different and there was more potential heat dissipation by exposing more of the bottom side of the laptop. And it's only just slightly. Yeah. Which is good. You don't need a ton of it, actually, no. to allow for a lot more uh, cooling potential. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's just a patent. I mean, it may or may not happen, but Apple, Apple often will, will, will just draw one of these things up just in case they want to use it one day. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so this next one, this is the last Apple-related news of the day. I was watching this commercial. Apple calls it Fumble, iPhone 12 Fumble. And essentially what happens in the ad, uh, this woman's walking down the street. She's got a red iPhone 12 and then starts to drop it. And that thing happens where you're, like, bobbling it and you feel like you might save it. Yeah. And Do you try that or you just kind of let it go? No, I think I would try to catch it if I can. Oh. But anyway, the inevitable happens in this ad. She does drop it, 
but something kind of interesting about the way they laid out this commercial. Because you know me, I can't just watch it for what it is. Well, you know, it, it, you got to run the analysis on it. Sure. It's a big company, man. Like As the, you do, yeah. These marketing... I remember when we live-streamed the Apple event, we got 7,000 lawyers. Yeah. They have it down to a science. Like, they got so many people that this has to pass through. And I thought, okay, this woman is dropping her phone and the phone survives. It's their second durability commercial. Big campaign. Right. Maybe more than their second. Second one I've seen. And they're just beating up the phone. So I start to think, okay, how are Apple's lawyers looking at this? They're sitting there thinking, well, she got it. She can't be dropping it on the pavement because then people are going to drop their phone on the pavement and uh -huh. come in and say, saw it in the commercial. Yeah. So what happens, she's walking along on like this cobblestone uh, brickwork type stuff, this what pathway, sidewalk. Anyway, it's definitely a hard surface. They're like bricks. Mm -hmm. But when the phone actually hits the ground, then it's sand. You see how that worked? Like mm -hmm. It didn't hit any of that substance along the way. And then they talk about ceramic shield, and they're like, relax, your it's iPhone, which is their slogan. Uh -huh. Now, it is true that these devices are absolutely durable, but it's still a smartphone. Mm -hmm. That is important to know. Like, it's still fragile. And uh, I still think some people might get the wrong idea here, the way that it's positioned. Mm -hmm. There's still plenty of broken iPhone 12s. I've seen them myself. Yeah. I mean, I haven't broke them myself, but I've seen enough images of, of cracked glass and the ceramic shield. I mean, it is better. The, the, the durability of the device is better, and they want to let people know, and it's hard to figure out how to do that other than to put the phone in circumstances that people have found themselves in the past, which is dropping it or cooking with it the different scenarios they put it in. But I just, it got me thinking about how difficult it would be to show this stuff off and mm -hmm. still satisfy the lawyers. Yeah. What's interesting to me is no one blames Gorilla Glass, right? Because they're in a bunch of phones. Yeah, but blame them how? Because they make the glass, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if the glass breaks, wouldn't it be the glass manufacturer? Oh, I don't think the average person... No. The average buyer, whatever badge is on the... This is the iPhone. Yeah, whatever and, badge is on the outside yeah. of the device is more important than any individual component. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and ultimately, if, they're, if, if a person has a cracked phone, they're calling the manufacturer, or they're going to even go, physically go sure. there when the stores were open and whatnot. That's who's going to have to deal with the customer service inquiry. Um, but either way, I, I think it's a, it's a tremendous... It's very confidence-inspiring if this is your company and this is your ad. And I'm a buyer. I'm like, man, they were willing to drop it in their ad. I realize it's on sand, but it's more than they've done before as far as I can remember. So anyway, point being is Apple is, is, is believing and considering that this durability conversation, it could be a big product mover for them. Right. Otherwise, they wouldn't be investing in this uh, series of commercials. How about this for innovation? Xiaomi Mi Mix will be the first smartphone to use a liquid lens. What's a liquid lens? Do I know something? This little video right below there does a pretty good job of showing oh, okay. you how it would operate. And it's, a, it's actually 16 seconds. It's quite simple. What you're going to see is a lens that is able to shapeshift. Mm. Get out of town. How about that for technology? 
unbelievable. So the lens can basically be, let me, let me break this down what this means for you, Will. Okay. You might not have these bizarre looking phones with multiple camera array on the back. Hmm. You might only have one camera unit and the one sensor. And then the, the lens through its shape shifting can hmm. modify the way in which your photograph looks. So it can mimic multiple focal lengths, uh, shallow depth of field, things like this, constantly cool. changing its attributes. Well, that's awesome. One <laughs> lens to rule them all. According to some sources, the liquid lens will allow the manufacturer to replace the common multi-camera array found on pretty much all smartphones with a single camera thanks to its ability to change focus point and focal length more easily via the liquid element. A liquid lens can overcome depth of field limitations by allowing the focus to be electronically adjusted with no mechanical movement. Oh my goodness gracious. Without compromising image quality or requiring larger lenses. This is some just futuristic stuff. Electro-wedding. Manufacturers use electro-wedding shape-changing polymers and acousto-optical tuning methods to control the liquid lens's radius and cu of curvature and refractive index. Nice. It, I mean, it all sounds so good. Uh-huh. It's like the way that a chef would describe a dish that you're about to eat mm -hmm. with all the nuance and detail. And yeah. then this is the tech, tech equivalent of that. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Manufacturers use electro-wetting, shape-changing polymers and accusto-optical tuning methods to control the liquid lens's radius of curvature and refractive index. Well, I'm in. You're I'm buying sold. that. You're buying yeah. that. And this is sooner than I expected, I guess, because I think we had heard about it. This technology has actually been used in other industries. Oh, yeah? We just haven't seen it over here, but I, I got to admit, man, I... I don't want to put this in my hand and see it for real. Mm. Anyway, Xiaomi's Mi Mix will be the first to use it. Wow. All right. Samsung has put out a podcast app, a podcast player. What do you use to listen to podcasts? Google Cast. No, Google, Google Podcast. Podcasts. Yeah, Google Podcast. I have been through a, a large number of applications for this purpose. Yeah. Over the years. Yeah, I've noticed because you talk about them. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, the the original in the space is uh, Apple Podcasts, which I guess that hasn't been a standalone app forever. I'm trying to remember the earliest podcast listening I ever did. I guess it was just inside of iTunes. Hmm. Then it became Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts I used for a while. I actually paid for one. Pocket Casts? I paid for Pocket Casts. Once upon a time, syncing podcasts across devices. Have you used Spotify? Uh, Spotify, the app is a little wonky. Is it? I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, when they did these big deals with Rogan and the likes, I was curious to go check out what's going on with the app. The app is really audio centric. If you want to watch the video, it's 
not that intuitive yet. The mm. way you, I don't know, the way you click around to get to it, it could just be that I don't use it that much, and then and I haven't really learned the interface. But like, it's weird things. Like it will get locked in or in a particular orientation, and I'll have to really se- seemingly. Mm. And then when, and sometimes when you get in the car, it wants to trigger this car mode, and I don't know. I I I don't know. Maybe I'm the only person. Maybe if I use Spotify every day, I'd be like. Uh, super versed in its behaviors and and less annoyed by it but but yes spotify would be another one that i've used so there's so many options out there it's kind of funny that samsung feels the need to put one out there too but who knows i don't know maybe maybe it will be good you can get some, get some screenshots over here of what it looks like it seems to be pretty uh intuitive and minimal mm-hmm. so it's like this little listen button and what are they calling it uh samsung podcast it's uh, it looks to be hidden it's hidden inside of samsung free so there's like these this variety of tabs under there you have watch listen read and play and under the listen tab you now have samsung podcast uh, so i guess it's just a, a kind of out of the box podcast support software mm-hmm. so that you don't need to go get a third party app and uh, i don't know is it too much to handle well, I don't know. Too many apps? No, it's just in the past when Samsung has been very uh, comfortable doing their version of things. You remember Bixby and does Bixby still exist? I don't know. Barely. It, yeah. I mean, it, it used to be a much more heavy emphasis. Right. People actually, you know, I'm be, I'm be honest. Every so often I'd be watching what or looking at what Bixby was actually capable of. It, it had actually a deeper integration. I'm just recalling now because I haven't uh, used the Samsung device daily in a while. But yeah, it's, I guess it's still kicking. Say less, do more. It's just uh, now there are ways around it. Samsung has made it easier to uh, use Google Assistant if you choose to. Now, Google Assistant, on the other hand, I'm a big fan of. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is like sometimes it's, it's tough to battle Google with products like this, whether it's an assistant is, is a whole different level of sophistication, but even a podcast app, like why use Samsung's over Google's other than the fact that maybe it just is already right there. Yeah. It's another thing with even, even messages, Samsung's messages app. And then I would go replace that messages app with the Google messages app every time. And, uh, but every, look, they want to differentiate. It's cool. It's an extra thing. You don't have to use it, but it is worth noting. Uh, this update is coming to all S21, S20, S10, Note 20, and Note 10 devices. To find this new library, scroll to the left of your homepage, open free, and select the Listen tab. And, of course, there'll be some suggestions, some podcast suggestions. Maybe it's to get people into podcasts that don't even know they want a podcast app. Sure. You just swipe over. They use that for news, and then all of a sudden, there's a listen button, and and, mm-hmm. and now the the now they listen to Lou later. Sure. Some right. people some people don't even know because most people are over here on YouTube. You can also li- just listen to it on a variety of podcast applications and things like what that. Here, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast. Yeah, there's a many. I thought you were gonna say menu for a second. Oh, yeah, I kind of. There's many, the there's many in the menu. Yeah. One more Samsung related thing. I'm going to show you a, a really nice looking RAM module right now. Okay. Right there. 
This is a 512 GB DDR5 RAM module at 7,200 megabits per second. Hmm. Uh, 512 GB DDR5. That's one RAM module. You're not impressed. Oh, I've never seen this before. Like the, uh, I like that the curve is what got your attention. Yeah, not the, <laughs> just not, looking at it aesthetically. I don't. Not, not the five twelve performance. Nah. Not the five twelve GB. I'm just saying it's a, it's it is, that's insane, is it not? Yeah, it's crazy. Do they have to have this curve here that's to right. make it performance heavy? <laughs> Samsung announced wondering. a new module capable of transfer rates up to seven thousand two hundred megabits per second. Use, built using high K metal gate technology. This is what you need, what you want. Very exciting. <laughs> Switching to a high K dielectric, uh, high K dielectric means Samsung has adopted a new material replacement for the silicon dioxide gate dielectric it previously used. This new material, Intel used hafnium in 2007 has a higher dielectric constant value than the silicon dioxide dioxide samsung likely used previously which means it leaks less current at the same thickness hmm. wow this uh extreme tech article pulls no punches because it gets it gets right into the dielectric yeah very extreme anyway you have a nice chart here performance improvements obviously and uh, capacity improvements i don't even know what a chip like this would go for but you can see when they're advertising ddr5 or at least showcasing it in this particular chart they're showing modules up to 64 gigs so this is some exotic module that we're seeing here but i thought i mean it was just a throwback for me having uh built a variety of pcs to imagine a single module i mean it's like that's a half terabyte of RAM. Yeah. On a stick. You know what I'm saying? This curved stick. <laughs> Razer confirms plans to manufacture its RGB face mask. You were big on this story at one time. Yeah. I think we're, you, we're still working on it. Oh, you spoke to them about it? Yep. Yeah. Project Hazel. I wanted to take a look at it. It's a, I mean, obviously a super high tech futuristic looking mask and at first it was just a concept they're just showing off how they could you know show you a picture of something cool which they did can i just say i'm wearing these airpods max today because my other headphones were enormous yes and how long how long have we been rolling for roughly uh I'm, assuming, I'm doing a live review here say 45 these are too tight on my fat head yeah, are you uh, feeling suctioned? I'm fatigued right now. Oh, well, switch it up then. No, I'm just saying, like the squeeze. I understand the pinch; it exists for a reason for isolation. But it's too much for your the isolation. Fat head. The isolation is tremendous right now. I have the noise canceling turn. I, uh, I hear nothing. Like I just hear this signal. Yeah, but the pinch is a little too much for over an hour. Oh, I'm telling you right now. Maybe I can attempt to adjust but or, or i was spoiled with those sennheisers they were so big the ear cup right i know i understand some people would look at that and More say surface it's very area. distracting lou you're you've got these enormous ear cups over there uh 
but I got to say, I could have worn those for five hours. I think we shot for an hour and a half on the last episode, and I felt nothing. Okay. Did you so, want to switch it now? Or? Are you talking about a live switch? Wow. This is uh, unprecedented. Just go for it. I'm going to do it. This is crazy. I'm going to do it. Okay. size of this enormous cable right here holy cow that's a when you pay a lot of money for headphones that's what they give you they give you enough cable to lay down and listen to your yes. i don't even know what you're supposed to i mean you better be listening to some classical music or some type of you're on a mission with that one really high-end stuff oh baby my god that's night and day. Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from the AirPods Max. And for the record, these are a whole different category of headphones. But I'll tell you something right now, Will. I could wear these. I could probably wear these for five hours. Yeah. It's so different. I'm alive. I was, I was, I was a different person in yeah. those other headphones. I was not enjoying myself as much. Oh, okay. It was subtle and subconscious, but there was a slight pinch occurring. It was a slight squeeze. Yeah, you don't want that. And I was trying to stay on track. But I'm like, wait a sec. Am I being squeezed? Yeah. Wow. It's not a good time. Anyway, so uh, these just sound better, too. I'm just monitoring monitoring the microphone, and these... It's not a fair comparison, don't even tell people how much these headphones cost. What Will, are, don't do it, Will. I don't know. Don't, what are they? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. They're the Sennheiser HD 820. Okay. They're like, they're like three thousand bucks. Why did I tell you? I told you not to tell the people, and now I not only did I tell you, but I told the people. Yeah. Twenty four hundred bucks. Yeah. I apologize. Look, you can get them for cheaper. I see eighteen hundred on Amazon. Hmm. Um. It's ridiculous. It's I just got to say, though, there is a purpose to the enormous ear cup. I didn't expect an impromptu headphone session. Yeah. But, I mean, this podcast is going to be five hours. So Yeah, exactly. So this 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 uh, enormous ear cup, it distributes. Obviously, it distributes the pressure a, 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 around a bigger surface area. Sure. So there's less of a pinpoint squeeze going on. And I don't know. It's just the. It's the right amount of tension for my fat head. Uh-huh. You know? I got a bit of a head going on. Too much head. It's way too much. Way too much. <laughs> uh. Anyway, yeah, Razor. They're doing uh they're doing this mask Are and they're they? doing it for real. Okay. It was just a concept. That's why they put the project in front of it. And they're doing it for real now. Because they said, look, we realize that the whole pandemic thing is winding down. But we think that people are going to continue to wear masks even after that. Just it's like a new world. Mm -hmm. What about you, Will? How long you do a mask for? Like, let's say you're vaccinated or uh, it's six months from now or a year from now. At what point is the mask just out of your life completely? Or is the mask a thing you in for certain circumstances you would reach for? Man, as long as it's uh, not regulated anymore. No, uh, no, no, not not regulated. Like, was it regulated right now? I don't even know. Isn't it? 
I don't know. Like if you're in a store. Well, yeah. Well, in a store, I guess it would say on the door, like, please wear sure. a mask. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. I guess that's uh, when the signs are off and it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. You're out. Yeah. You're done, ready to be done with the masks. Oh, yeah. Okay, now let me add, let me just. Parents, though. I think that's different. You got to stay masked with the parents, right? Or old, elder. Elder elderly. statesmen. <laughs> elderly <laughs> uh, people, I guess. Just to be safe. That's what you would do. I guess so. Even if you're vaccinated. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So anyway, whatever. Like, I'm not, this is not, I'm not Controversy. trying. Controversy. No, I'm just, I'm not even, it was just a, a thing where sure. I'm trying to figure out what the market is going to look like for Razor trying to sell this high-end mask. You think it might be too late? Or? Cyberpunk looking mask. Like, I'm guessing that they were weighing that out. They're like, okay, we got RGB, we got filters. And you recharge the thing. It looks cool. I'm sure they were considering if the timeline uh, was favorable to them, if they were going to have time to go and actually engineer the thing and produce it at scale prior to people putting the mask down. Hmm. Now, granted, there's other places in the world. There's places in the world where they never put the mask down. Mm-hmm. where the mask has become a fixture. And I'm just, the reason I gave you the thing is because this this over here, Canada, specifically the Toronto area, the mask is not, prior to COVID, was not a real thing, uh, yeah. a real popular thing. But let me go a step further. Now, what if you're in a place, a really crowded place? What if you were in a at a sports arena or something? Uh, I guess I would have to read the room and see who's uh, wearing a mask. And I would wear a mask. You're, yeah, you're very, you're very anti-mask. I'm feeling right now. <laughs> no, you're very casual. Uh, no, it's you're just over it. Yeah, but yeah. I, I want to follow the rules if, uh, if it's still regulated. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> anti-mask. No, no, how dare I, you? No, people know I'm, I'm yanking your chain. Yeah. People know how this show goes, Will. But hey, I would wear this. I don't mind wearing this. You would this wear this? Cool. You're yeah. like a cyborg, dude. Sure, why not? You're going to scare the elder statesman with that. <laughs> <laughs> when you show up with this thing on? Oh, no, yeah. it's cool, man. It has the UV case that uh the UV case that disinfects it at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, maybe on an airplane, if we ever get on airplanes, then you're going to wear a mask, right? Oh yeah, I okay, would. Okay. I would. Okay. All right. I don't know. I don't know what I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, do knows, do what right? you gotta do, man. The world is complicated. Everybody's uh, everybody's right and everybody's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Yeah. Project Hazel is expected to be as effective as an N95 mask with bacterial filtration efficiency pods that can trap 95 percent of airborne particles. It will also feature adjustable straps to create an airtight seal. And it will have the ability to vent out CO2 and bring in fresh air. So the reason that it's confirmed that they're going to do it is the CEO of the company tweeted. So with that in mind, we are going to go ahead and solve the sustainable aspect of the mask, which is one of the big things for us. Project Hazel is going to be a reality. We are going to make it happen. And I think we will all be, we will all will be, I don't know if that's the proper quote, but anyway, unfortunately wearing masks for a long time to come. Hmm. So they're betting on a mask future. Yeah. 
Maybe this won't be uh, so hot in Western countries, but maybe Eastern. Yeah. Like Asia. What is their home country? Their, their HQ is like Singapore or something, right? I don't know. They got a big building there. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, definitely. Is it? Oh, no. I meant definitely this could be a hit in other markets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is not specifically about this one. Oh, here we go. Headquartered in Queenstown, Singapore. Okay. All right. You fact-checked me. You didn't buy it. You're like, I can't. This guy? Well, I, I wanted to know, too. This I guy with curious. the giant headphones and the fat head? <laughs> yeah. Can't trust that guy. What does he know? <laughs> uh, here's how Tesla's new touchscreen drive selector works. So I don't know if you heard Elon Musk talking about how the next generation Model S, Model X, you won't even shift your vehicle into reverse to pull out of a parking spot. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah, so there will be no gear selector. If you saw the interior of the new Model S, Oh, okay. There's no way, no handle, it's no like, nada. how do I do this? Yeah, no. You just, just stuck in the parking lot. You just get in and start driving. Huh. You just get in and press, so, press on the gas. So it would know whether to reverse or go forward. How would it know that, Will? <clears throat> AI. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, a bunch of cameras and sensors. And sure. Also, uh... Uh, map data, GPS, like where are you right now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> is that a building in front of you? Yeah. Uh, uh, have you been here before? Is this your driveway? What do you normally do? Anyway, so you're supposed to just get in and trust the car to know which way to go. Now, I know that makes people very nervous, but that's how it's going to work. Uh, I think the last time Elon Musk was on Rogan's podcast, Rogan was asking him like, well, what if I want to override it? Well, now we have our first glimpse at how you override it or uh, select manually. And it's on the touchscreen. And there's actually a video clip if you scroll down. So on the left-hand side of the touchscreen, you grab this little car and yank it in whichever direction. So you yank it down or push it up for reverse and forward if you need to override the automatic system. Hmm. But it's one of those things, man. It's going to take a while to get used to it. Or it's going to be super intuitive. And then people will just pick it up. Absolutely. No, 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 I agree. I agree that that's the more likely thing to happen. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a learning curve in, in a sense that. I mean, you have the whole UI like on the screen, not a lot of buttons or dials. No, the, the drive selector so, was one of the few things that have been maintained right, and right. held over from more traditional automobiles. Yeah. So, I mean, in this car over here, you have a button. No, you have a little selector. You have a power button, and then you have a little selector. So it still feels like a traditional car. And the mm. selector is actually similar to what they use in the gas vehicles, like the 911 and stuff, it, except they just relocated it. So it's beside the steering wheel over here, as opposed to down where you would normally have it uh. with a car with a transmission, typical transmission. This car actually has a transmission. Anyway. Does the Taycan have an app? Yeah, it has an app. It does? Yeah. Don't you remember the video, Will? No, I didn't really watch it. Hey, man. <laughs> I watched half of it. Hey, man. Only yeah. the beauty shots. Actually, it's like, it's actually a pretty long video for it as is, far yeah. as we, as far as we go. It might've been like 22 minutes or something, Yeah. but yeah, there's a lot going on, man. Cars are tech now. So you never know what you're going to, what you're going to find in there. Look at that. 
That's a cool shot, that opening shot. Whoa. And we got the blanket on the car. Beautiful. Damn. That's a real moment when the, when the car's covered in the blanket. Yeah. And then it's pulled off. Not CG. There should be an entire YouTube channel where this is all that happens. Uh-huh. That's it. Music or no music? I don't know. That's cool. The car hasn't been that clean in a long time. Look how <laughs> clean it is right there. Damn. Anyway, okay. Holy sidetrack. Uh, Tesla's going to... We're not going to use the drive selector anymore. That's, mm. that's the bottom line. Right. You can override on the touchscreen, but we're not going to use it anymore. We're going to think... And eventually, in the future, we'll think it's dumb. And mm -hmm. Until things break, and then you're like, wait, I need some buttons. And yeah. Analog. Dials and yeah. whatever else. Anyway, all right. Next up, we got... Oh, speaking of Joe Rogan, this is a really interesting one. I was watching a recent podcast, and it was uh, a Navy SEAL on there, Marcus Luttrell. And it was really interesting conversation. Super intense, hmm. as you might expect. You have a Navy SEAL on the show. Mm -hmm. and there was this really strange ending I can explain it to you okay they they get to this point where Joe says you know the world is crazy everything is uh, it's a really strange time where you have all this a lot of conflict who was saying conflict between countries conflict between individuals conflict uh between different viewpoints now i mean obviously there's been conflict for a long time but uh, i guess it's just a feeling that there's a division anyway they get to this point where joe kind of explains that and then the navy seal marcus luttrell says you really want to get into this oh and then joe says and this is at like the two and a half hour mark and joe says yeah of course and then Marcus says, can I use the bathroom? And Joe goes, yeah. And he goes, use the bathroom and the episode ends. Oh. He never comes back from the bathroom. Oh. You're looking, guess, uh, you're looking desperately for this tab right now. You can just, go yeah. you can just Google it. Uh, fans of Rogan are perplexed by the abrupt end of his show. And people went to YouTube to chat about it on the clips section because uh, obviously the main show is not uploaded there anymore and people just started to speculate what might have taken place. Hmm. The episode is 1622 and there's all kinds of conspiracies right now about what might happen <laughs> on Reddit, of course. Did Jamie forget to uh, hit record again or something? Or? Oh, I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. There's two There's two things that could have happened. Well, actually, you know, we, we do this show, and sometimes some stuff just goes haywire. And Yeah. I mean, earlier. There had to be cuts. Yeah, or, or exactly. We try not to do it, but, like, sometimes it can happen. Uh, sometimes you could have a situation where, I mean, I, we haven't had that many guests on, but where a guest has a problem with something they said, they may ask you to right. remove that section. So he may have come back from 
the bathroom break. They may have talked for another half hour. And then for whatever reason, hmm. there may have been a request not to leave that in. I know that both of them were drinking in the episode. Oh, okay. As well. Mm. Maybe, maybe uh, Marcus had just had enough. Maybe he went to the bathroom and was like, you know what? I feel like we covered it all. Yeah. Maybe there was a technical issue. I'm going over all the maybe. Sure. Yeah. Maybe it was a technical it's good issue. to go through it. Where the last part or the last part of the recording got screwed up. People aren't going to like that explanation because it's less interesting than the conspiracy theories. So don't, uh, Joe didn't comment on it or anything. No. There's no update yet? No. No update on it. Well, it's just starting. It's really recent. This is a... This was yesterday or two days ago? Um... I believe actually the clips went out, but the full episode wasn't there. So the, uh, that was another reason people were, they were like, why is the full episode taking so long? Because mm. it didn't come out right after the clips. It was delayed. And that's what got the conspiracies already going. And then once the episode came out, people went to the, got to the end of it and said, oh, does that have something to do with the delay? Mm. Anyway, the point is it's probably less exciting than you want it to be. It's probably something that's far more practical than right. than some kind of major conspiracy. Just from a person who publishes content a lot, it's like, there's just a lot of things you can run into. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that audiences are trying to figure out exactly what went down, considering the way it ended. Mm. But anyway, you can go watch it after, and uh, you have to go to Spotify for that, but you can tell me what you think, Will. Okay. It was a fairly intense conversation. And and this guy, uh, Latrell, seems to be uh, still affected by his experience, I would say. Yeah. Uh, his military experience. Like, it seemed, it's a very intimate dialogue. Yeah, I watched a couple clips on YouTube uh -huh. with this guy. Seems intense. Yeah, he said, that's what I'm trying to say. No. All right, on a lighter note, well, actually, I don't know if this one ends up being all that light. Georgia man receives... His last paycheck in oily pennies dumped on his driveway. Oh. That's sad. So oily pennies? There was a conflict between uh, this individual and his employer. A Georgia man who was having trouble getting, getting the last paycheck from his employer was shocked to discover its equivalent in pennies dumped in his driveway earlier this month. This is in the article. No, you got a real mess of tabs up there today. Will. There's a, it's like you everything's have, reversed here. I've, I, I, I don't think I only gave you 12. I think you got like about 20 up there. Yeah. It's the, uh, the Fox news one. Yeah. Right there. There you go. 91,000 pennies that weighed over 500 pounds. Did you know that 91,000 pennies weighs 500 pounds? I did not know. Of course that. you didn't. So the individual, his name Andreas Flatten, he quit his job at AOK Walker Luxury Auto Works back in November. He was told by his boss at the time, I guess, that he was going to be paid. He gave two weeks notice. He's going to be paid $915 final check. And he wasn't. I guess he left, he quit, and the payment never showed up, and then he never gave up on it. He kept contacting, saying, no, 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 I got to get paid still. And so then eventually, these pennies show up. He was leaving his driveway. He sees a just a pile of 91,000 
pennies and they're covered in oil or grease. And oh. then there's an envelope with the pay stub addressed with an explicit message right on top of the penny pile. Man. What? Is this legal? I don't... There there was no... That's weird. Uh, There's some sort of revenge? Like, what? Yeah. Why is there so much hate? It's definitely revenge. The dude is obviously upset with this guy. And this is the way he has dealt with it. But what I'm wondering is if there's any legal precedent for why you can't do this. Right. Because because let's say, okay, if he doesn't pay him to 915 bucks, then it's like, well, this dude owes me 915 bucks. There's a a protocol for that. Uh Take him to court. Try to get you 915 bucks. Yeah. You're now preoccupied by the dog over here. <laughs> There's like a dog right here in the corner. Well, if you show the other camera, can't you show on the can't you show the other camera? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Wanna be on the podcast? Yeah, she's digging her nose up. But he got paid. So, like, what is the legal protocol? He got paid, but in the worst way possible. In fact, in this case, he's got to clean all these pennies. Cause they can't, they won't be accepted. Right. By a bank. But yet the other individual is going to say, I paid you. So it's just a really weird exchange. Yeah. It's just very spiteful. Obviously. Like, just get it over with. Like, the guy's obviously not working for you anymore. Like, yeah. Anyway, there's a video of him handling the pennies and getting oil all over his hand. I don't know what these people did to each other to cause such animosity. But. Flatten called the move childish and noted that cleaning the pennies was going to be a lot of work for money he had already earned. Oxley, I guess that's the one, is that the one who dropped it off? Oh no, that's his girlfriend. Walker declined to comment. That's the individual who Mm -hmm. paid him. He did speak to TV station briefly though, stating that he didn't know if he did or didn't drop off the pennies. (laughs) (laughs) can't confirm or deny then he went on to call flatten a weenie (laughs) (laughs) oh man what a word of all the things to pick a weenie oh geez anyway don't do that i don't know i'm just curious is it is the deal over with or is there any kind of follow-up where this guy can get would get the authorities involved or does he just move on i think you know what dude just you just move on at this point you don't even bother with it if you're the guy who got the pennies you you definitely move on because you don't want to be caught up with an individual who went through the effort like this person had to go get 915 yeah. they had to go get 500 pounds of pennies yeah. dunk them in oil this is one of those situations where you just back off i think you move on with your life in a positive direction but this story wouldn't be a story if they if he didn't like reach out to a news source right (laughs) like yeah he's not letting it go obviously yeah 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 yeah. no he's uh no actually it was his girlfriend who posted on facebook okay yeah his girlfriend posted on facebook before it took off uh speaking of another post that took off the shrimp guy okay jensen carp jensen carp yeah right here you got it that's the post 
this story took the weirdest turn. Uh-oh. In a good way. <laughs> no. No? No. Oh. In, a, in, in the, I don't know, the war. So it starts out, he's got the, he's got the shrimp tails in the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And you're like, okay, this is a good old-fashioned viral moment. Sure. People start to share it and whatever. Well, it turns out that this guy, first of all, is married to a popular person from a TV show called Boy Meets World. Oh. I didn't watch the TV show, so I don't know anything about it, but uh, her name is Dan- Danielle Fischel, and she played Topanga mm. in the show. She was a lead type of role over there. And so this guy's married to her. So first of all, he's I guess it's just, I don't know why that's worth noting, but it's like an interesting twist. But then what happens after the notoriety starts coming with the cinnamon toast crunch and the shrimp tails, then what happens is a bunch of uh, women come out and accuse this guy of mistreatment. Whoa, what a weird turn of events. And they say, well, now that this guy's on blast and everybody in my feed is talking about his shrimp cereal, I just want to let you know, here's what this guy did to me. And you're just like, oh, my God. Oh. And then on top of that, the other development is that the shrimp thing he's really angry about. And now he's getting the the shrimp tails DNA tested because General Mills was like, we think it's clumps of sugar, which it obviously doesn't look like clumps of sugar. But people are suggesting these women that claim that he's a bad guy, of course, allegedly, whatever, they they claim that he has been abusive or or uh destructive to them or has affected them in a variety of ways they also say he's a liar uh and he has been a liar in the past again accusations and so they're trying to discredit his shrimp story because of that past behavior Hmm. it's how to control this story wow is he on the verge of getting canceled because he posted about uh Shrimp? Uh, (sighs) The shrimp brought him to a level where it was worth, where now you're getting press around the prior criticisms or the, the the profile has been elevated to a point where now the criticisms are are creating stories. Like we're talking about it right now because it's just a weird enough combination of things. I have no idea what ends up happening. He's still pursuing the shrimp thing, and I don't know how far it goes with the women and the accusations, but it's important to note that when the initial accusations came out, then the women said, oh, I received so many DMs from other people saying similar things. So it's like, oh, it could be. It could turn into a big thing with the the shrimp guy. And it's just a weird, unexpected turn the way it started versus the way it's going. Like, you know that meme? How it started, how it's going. Yeah. It's like how it started. It was like a friendly viral post. And then how it's going is, well, God knows where that ends up. Super, super weird development over there. All right, last one. This is a lighter note. I got a lighter note for you. Okay. How about marshmallow cola? Sounds delicious. Pepsi drops. Oh, no, they used the word drops. Oh. I'm out. I can't do you're, this. Sto- I can't do the story. Canceled, bud. I can't do the story. I'm out. <laughs> I'm kidding. Pepsi drops limited edition Pepsi 
X. That's the other one. Mm. Those words, those two things together, drops and X. Like when there's a collaboration. I don't mind this. You much. notice how they always go hand in hand though? Uh, sure. Yeah, like I can see Often that. if you have an that, X yeah. of any kind, then you you're to. also dropping. <laughs> you have to do that motion. Yes. Of the crossed arms. That's right. Anything that's a collab that's cool enough to constitute an X also requires a formal drop. Yeah. Anyway, I want to talk about the Marshmallow Cola. This is the press release here. Fans can win limited edition bright yellow, pink, and blue mini cans by using the hashtag hanging with my peeps. And who knows? Maybe they'll send some to us to do a taste test live. Sure. Uh, Pepsi. Are you a fan hit, of hit us uh, up. peeps? You Marshmallow know, peeps? You know what? I like a marshmallow thing, but in moderation. Right. It's a very high moderation thing for me. Mm -hmm. I, I can't be eating a whole pack. But I, no. can, I can have a marshmallow, no problem. And then also, I'm curious, as a, as a marshmallow cola, where do, how does that end up tasting? Is that like sort of like a cream soda? Maybe. And yeah. it doesn't fizz, right? There's no carbonation. In what? In the peep. Well, I don't think they're just jamming a peep in there. I think they're just trying to encapsulate some of the flavor. I don't oh, think, so I, it's not a, it's not a Coca Cola peep. It's a peep flavored Coke. Well, first of all, or it's Pepsi. It's Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I saw this. Uh, <laughs> it was trending mm -hmm. on uh, Twitter. Yeah. And people were frustrated that Pepsi didn't call it Peepsy. As a collab. Yeah, but they, they, they got to have their you brand. Know? They got to have their, yeah, their, their trademark in there. Anyways. Uh, yeah, they could have called it Pepsi Peepsy. But see, both brands, they wanted the X. <laughs> yeah, that's what mattered to them. Eh? They, they couldn't, once they knew they had to have the X. And look how they have the registered trademark on each one. You see? Yeah. Yeah. That just ruins it. Come yeah. on now. They got to have it, man. Anyway, so another cool thing they did is it's a the can is kind of special too, and it's shrunken. It's a seven point five ounce, which is another cool move because as people are not drinking as much, it's considered more of like a treat to have a soda and drink every sure. day. You get a little can. Uh, it's kind of cute, like a peep might be, and uh, they just they're just having some fun, man. Pepsi's yeah. having some fun. I'm 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 for it. Uh, Use the hashtag. You can win it. Maybe they'll send us one. We can do it. We can do it live. Yeah. Some peeps and some Pepsi, marshmallow, soda. Look how cute it is, Willie. Do look yeah. at all those colors. It's nice. Uh, I have a very exciting news. This is massive, massive news on this show. Uh. You've, if you're listening right now, you've made it to the end. You've made it very far. And there's something we want to do in order to reward you for being, well, honestly, the best, because you've made it here and you're with us. And that reward is like no other reward because it's a thing that you have all been asking for and it's a thing that you've all been missing. Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring back the Willie Do wild card round. Well, no, you have to stay here, like we said. <laughs> there's, don't worry about, don't worry about the mechanical well, aspects, Will. Well, there's the, key, the mechanical components are very important. Uh, actually, hang on a second, hang yeah, on, yeah, bud, hang on a second here. The key thing 
is that we get it back in the show. And you can read the comments and you can see what the people need. And we're nothing without the people. Admit it. We're nothing without the people. And the people need to have their willy do wild card round. No matter which way it shows up, no matter who's sitting where, no matter what the mechanical components are. Well, I would disagree, but. They just need, because you scour. Let me just, for those that haven't experienced the willy do wild card round. Let me explain to you how it works. So, Will Do spends, on average... 26 a, hours a day. On average, about a week and a half to figure out whether or not a story is worthy of being in the wild card round. And he actually throws out far more stories than make it in. And he only selects the stories where he's really well-versed in a subject matter. So you know that when, you, when he does do a wild card round, you are going to leave informed. You might even leave an expert on the subject, on the topic, because of the way he's going to break it down for you, given his amount of exposure to that particular subject matter and his selection process, which is unlike anything I've ever seen before. This is why you love the segment. It's why I love the segment. And it's why I think it's hard for the show to go on without the segment. We all look forward to it. We all live in the shadow of the Willie Do wildcard round. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further delay, I bring to you the Willie Do wildcard round. Are you staying or what? Okay, you're staying. So <laughs> it, you're not talking as well again? Oh, boy. Okay, well, this is a story about the Zeus, the Zeus Canal. <laughs> and apparently there's a block ship there. Um, I just read about it like a couple days ago. It was trending on Twitter. And, uh, oh, boy, you're leaving now? Oh, jeez. Okay, so, yeah, it's just stuck there. And apparently there's a lot of cargo. The world needs cargo. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, it gets resolved quickly. 